0: Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bull. Here is your host, Bill Faith. Hey everybody. Welcome back to STR Unfiltered. I'm Bill Faith, your host, and hope you guys are having an amazing day. Today, I'm going to talk about the biggest mistake that I have made in my STR career. Um, we all make lots of mistakes, We, especially when we're getting started. This was earlier on uh, many years ago. Well, not many years ago, like four and a half years ago, uh, that I made my biggest mistake. And it really happens with newbies. You know, we should be learning as we go. With that being said, I have an innate problem that follows me through my career of wanting to help people that need help, but probably don't think they need help and also trying to change people for the better. It's a weakness of mine and uh, it's something that I've been taken advantage of a few times and kind of goes through this story. So I have one really big fundamental that I follow in my investing career and I had this as part of my process before I made this mistake. And I did not follow my own process. So, What I would recommend is that when you build out your framework of how you're going to invest, stick to it. There's always these little deviations that you can put into place. But you know what happens is when you make a big deviation, you typically end up getting burned. And that's what happened to me. So it was literally January 1st, New Year's Day, 2019, uh, my wife and I were with very good friends of ours, uh, Eric and Kelly Devlin, who owned Premier Transportation of Dallas. We had flown into Dallas for New Year's Eve, you know, had a great time that evening. And then we were going to the Winter Classic. Our beloved Nashville Predators were playing the Dallas Stars in the Winter Classic at the Cotton Bowl. It was a big deal uh, for us. One of our bucket list things for my wife and I, and we've got almost all of them uh, done, but we're big hockey fans and we like to travel and go. We want to go to all the big six, you know, to Boston, to uh, Calgary, all the the original six, if you will. We've been to Detroit. We've been to St. Louis uh, that formed the NHL. Just kind of see the history and experience a game there. Well, uh, we wanted to go to a winter classic as well. So we did, and we are watching our Predators get beaten down by the Dallas Stars. And in between the second and third period, um, I was looking at this, I was online. I'd looked at this property before we left. It was sent to me a couple of days before we uh, headed out. Uh, It was in Fort Morgan, Alabama. And the agent said, Hey, I can do a walkthrough. I said, well, I can, I'll call you. And if you want to do a live Facebook time, I'll do the walkthrough. So in between the second and third period, about three Mondo beers in, you know, he, I texted him. I said, Hey, I've got a couple of minutes. I can do the walkthrough, but I've only got like five minutes and I got to get back down to my seat and, you know, get ready to watch the end of the game. So I did the walkthrough, needed a lot of work. It was a two bedroom, two bath, very small. Like, um, I think it was just under a thousand feet, like 987,000 feet, uh, right on Fort Morgan highway. It was on the Bay side. Remember this is 2019. This is not COVID. Um, it's not 2020. It's not 2021. It's not 2022. So long story short, it's listed at like 229. I said, great, let's make an offer, 197 Here's the contingencies, and I went through the contingencies, you know, 30-day close, I'll do a commercial loan, uh, 20% down, blah, 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 inspection, roof inspection, and kind of go through the whole deal. Long story short, they ex- we went back and forth a couple of times, they finally accepted my offer at 197 and I closed on the deal. But I never went and saw the property in person. I sent... My handyman slash contractor, that agent did a walkthrough. He went back multiple times when I had questions. I couldn't get down. I think we did a 21 day close actually. Um, but it was the first time that I'd never set my eyes on a property and I got burned and I ended up losing about $124,000 on this deal. Here's why. So that was actually January 1st of 2020. Sorry. And not 2019. The handyman slash contractor that I was trying to help rebuild his life giving him referrals using him for all my stuff coaching him on business you know he said he could handle the job we put together a plan we got a permit blah 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 but then it was just a remodel that's all it was but about three weeks in when I finally go down there because the security cameras aren't working that um, I had somebody else install and You know, I'm not getting, you know, updates. I go down and I meet the contractor and demos happening, but nothing is moving forward outside of demo. And they had expanded the deck and pulled out the family room wall on the front of the house to expand that out to where the former deck was. That's like a a 10 foot push by 20 foot wide and basically a thousand square foot house with no permit, which was a code violation. And, oh, I'll go down to the county, and I'll, I'll, I'll get it all straightened out, blah, blah, blah. Okay, David, you know, let's get that taken care of. Keep me posted. And, by the way, I got the security cameras working, so none of your shit gets stolen. And really, it was for me to, to manage progress. Had one inside, had two on the outside. Well, another few weeks, two, three weeks, and I'm paying him $5,000 a week uh, on a draw to do this. And we're going through, and, and literally... Yeah, progress is happening, but I don't see a whole lot going on on the security cameras. And I'm I'm coaching David. I'm trying to help him go through all these things and, you know, I just I really wanted to help him turn his life around. Long story short, you know, I'm I'm in about 9 weeks, 45,000 bucks that I had paid him, I'd spent about another 22, 23, 24, I don't remember the exact number uh, on building supplies. And, you know, basically I stopped the project and said, David, you're fired. Can't work with any more. You know, you're not, you're not getting stuff done. We got red tagged, you know, in the, because of his expansion, he never got the permits done. So now I'm like literally in the spring of 2020 and I'm going through the process of interviewing, Uh, contractors to help me get this thing done correctly. I I fired the agent. That was a mistake. It was a young, inexperienced agent. That should have been red flag number one. Um, I didn't put my eyes on the property. Once I got down there and saw it, it was too big of a job. And it was a great deal up front if everything goes smoothly. And there's no question, if I could have got that project finished, I could have put a hundred grand into it and still made 75 to 100,000 bucks flipping it. There's no question. But I trusted the wrong person. I bought the property without putting my eyes on it. And I trusted really two people, an inexperienced agent and you know a a contractor that that couldn't be trusted. And you know, I think anybody that's been in this business at one time or another, whether you're doing things locally, you know, you could be doing fix and flips, you could be doing short term rentals, renovations, designs, everybody's been burned by a contractor. The one thing that I will tell you through this process is timing has a lot to do with success and failure. So that project started around, I think it was maybe March 1st, by the time we got everything closed. And you know, it's about 10 weeks later, So essentially I've gone through March, I've gone through April, I'm into the middle of May. Well, then I have to fly down there and I'm down there like the first week of June, uh, you know, interviewing contractors. And, you know, I interviewed four contractors that, you know, helped me, Deb Wood, my agent down there helped uh, set up for me. And, you know, I met three of them. One of them who was the cheapest said, yeah, we can come in and get this done. I just kind of threw him away. The other one, which was the most trusted, who was building a ton of you know, stuff down there, a lot of condos, a lot of the cottages, which are very popular down there said, Hey, you know, I'm, I can help you. My recommendation is to tear this thing down and start over, but I've got to have plans from an architect and we got to get re-permitted. And then I met another gentleman named Jeff Davis who really shot me straight. Hey, I can do it this way for you. I can do it. We gave me multiple options, said, I can't start right now. I can start in about three weeks. Let's put all the plans together. I don't think we need to go through an architect, but we could go through. We got to have a draftsman. We got to have a plan. We got to have that to submit to the county just to get it out of red tag. He was reputable. I contacted a couple of his references and long story short, we got into the middle of summer and I just never pulled the trigger. And, you know, on that, and then I was busy doing other stuff. You know, I, I started this business right around the same time. Um, I was buying a lot, of, I was buying other properties. I'd started my new construction that I was doing down there. And long story short, it was September and I'm in Arizona and Scottsdale hosting a mastermind meeting and hurricane Sally comes through and, you know, decimates a lot of that orange beach, uh, Gulf shores, Fort Morgan area. This house was, uh, was one of them as well. And, you know, it didn't tear the whole thing down, but there was enough damage to where basically it was, it turned into a teardown. And, you know, luckily I had a great agent in Deb Wood down there and she helped me sell that property. Uh, But I ended up selling it for 118,000 bucks. That's where I lost 124 grand on that property. And it stemmed after what happens is, is when we get into decision-making processes and it usually, when you make one bad decision, then another one follows. And what happened for me is the bad decision was trusting a young, inexperienced agent. I know everybody needs a chance, uh, but you know what, when you're investing hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, get the best agent uh, that is an expert in short-term rentals. That's why I I don't use anybody except for Avery, Avery Carl and Tyler Kuhn, you know, at this point. And you know, Avery's the goat. She's the best in our industry. She's in many cities. Tyler Coombe, all over Western North Carolina. You know, I used him to buy my Banner Elk property, uh, which is absolutely crushing it. Number two is don't try to help people. Don't put yourself in a position, even though emotionally you want to help people that are haven't been as fortunate as yourself. And make sure that you're getting weekly updates. So one of the contractors I interviewed, Jeff Davis. Since then, even though he didn't do this project, he's done everything for me down there. He's done things for a lot of my mastermind members, full gut renos, flooring. He's one that just built my cabanas on Dragonfly. He's a guy that I built a tremendous amount of trust with. Uh, you know, he's, he's awesome. And, you know, he's fair. He's honest. He's a Christian. And he does great work. And he stands behind what he does. And that's why I have no problem sharing him. Jeff Davis Construction in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Uh, because these are hard to find. So I'm going to go all the way back. The purpose of this episode is the biggest mistake out of all of those that I made is I didn't put my own eyes on the property. There's a reason that earlier this week I flew to Montana actually to look at a lodge slash boutique hotel. The financials look great, um, but I want, had to put my own eyes on it. I did it with John Hodge from the Super Team. He's a contractor. He's rehabbed and built over 8,000 units. He owns his own construction company in Memphis. I trust him, and we went through all the financials while we we're there. we kind of mapped everything out and the next morning and flying home. The, the reason we're not investing is because the not because of the property, not because of the financials, but because the labor pool in this area and the time that it's going to take to rehab it does not justify the investment for us. So our time that we're going to have to invest, our resources we're going to have to invest, It doesn't offset the financial feasibility of the investment into the property. And we absolutely would have never known that if we didn't go and put our own eyes on it. A video walkthrough from an agent wouldn't work. Photos wouldn't work. And the problem here is the lady that bought this property completely fucked it up by demoing everything right off the bat and not having a plan to design and rehab it, unfortunately. So she's devalued this property by probably... Two hundred to four hundred thousand dollars, and extended the the rehab time by probably three to five months. So that time valuation is something that's impossible to identify on Zillow or Realtor.com unless you really see the nuances of what's happening in that property when you're going to do a rehab, and that's really important if you're going to do any type of value add. We are still on the hunt, so if you have any deals that are investable, we're really looking for properties that will do, you know, three hundred dollars to $500,000 plus in revenue. And uh, please feel free to send them to me, bill at billfaith.com. Or you can, you know, see my Instagram handle down here. You can DM them. Um, and we, we, our super team will give you a really nice finders fee. If we're not looking for wholesaling bullshit deals, you know, of, you know, $5 million properties that are going to do, you know, $400,000 in revenue, they have to be investable. And we're very, very good at what we do, but also, you know, we're looking for, you know, 18 to 20 percent for every million dollars that we're investing. So a four hundred thousand dollar year generating property at five million, the numbers just don't work. But happy to take a look at all the deals. You can PM them to me. Most importantly, thank you for listening to my story here on the SDR Unfiltered Podcast. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. And, and by the way, we are now uh, releasing two episodes a week on Tuesdays and Fridays. So if you found any value, make sure you subscribe to whatever channel you're listening to. And if you're on strunfiltered.com, whether it's Amazon or uh, Spotify, Apple, it would mean the world to me if you would take two seconds and leave a review. Just like we need great reviews in our STRs, I need great reviews on the podcast just so I can get it out there and more people Uh, can listen to it. So thanks again for being here. I'm very appreciative. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Happy hosting, everybody. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.